This is either going to be really, really good, or we're going to prison. So, I found that with dinner this evening, it was delicious. It was delicious, because of course we are still in Perth. I think Sam has just started us on episode five. Yes, we're going in on that nice smooth transition. So for people, we're talking about the same dinner, and they could be weeks away. They're like, they think we're absolute maniacs. But how, good was, how often do they eat dinner would be the question. Are they still talking about the same dinner? Those haggis bonbons were delicious. You're destroying the veil here, Sam. I don't. I can destroy what I want. I'm the character creator. I'm the voice man. You are the voice man. I'm the voice man. Gravelier. Gravelier. Deep fried potatoes. Gravelier. Deep fried potatoes. Yeah, I let it slide this time because you didn't stop complaining the last time. Deep fried potatoes. Like that. Is that acceptable? We could do really, really tiny. That disturbs me on a level. So, welcome to... Episode 5? Episode 5 yeah. of Proper Narcissist Podcast. Yay! APNP. APNP. I'm just about getting to grips with the name of this whole thing. Yep. That, you're, that you've got me into. And again, please, please, our Legion of fans, please sign up to whatever method of payment Sam will have set up before by the time that week 5 rolls around, because he needs to pay back, Chris, for the... Uh, or the theme tune, but we're not giving Chris any sort of exposure. Exposures for people who give things for free. That's right, Chris. We paid for this once again. I say we. Sam paid for this. Yeah, <laughs> these microphones. These weren't free, baby. Amazon don't give me these on whatever it is. Oh, speaking of Amazon, you know, this is completely off the off the beaten path. Yes, because we've stayed so consistent for so long so far. Well, yeah, all uh, one hundred and seventy-five episodes thus far. Um, Speaking of Amazon, when we get back to the office, we've got an Iron Man, a six foot, f- we, six foot tall Iron Man thing we waiting We do, for us. we do, and for once it's in my name, so the uh, people, at, the good people at reception won't actually have a clue who it's for. They'll be like, well, this doesn't say Sam on it, so I guess this goes over to Solon. Solon is one of the other depots that we work at. Because Phil and I obviously work together. Unfortunately. Yeah. Work being the optimal word. Yeah, that's right, Phil. I'm calling you out. This could go really bad. So we're back with character creation again. Uh, we are going to be talking about different... Stop doing that. Phil is cutting my head off, but like in that thing that you do when you go, shut up, shut up. Um, so we're back with more character creation this evening. Um, or this morning, depending on when you're listening to it. But I'm going to assume that you'll sit in the bath with a glass of wine and a candle whilst listening to uh, a proper narcissist well, podcast. A nice Pinot Noir. Yeah, I feel that our fans in the bath are definitely a red wine kind of kind of group. Is there anything else to sit in the bath and drink wine to? Pina Colada. That's not a wine, that's a cocktail. You didn't say any other wine, you just said anything else. Touché. <laughs> Mr. Becker-Hannes. You realise then that no matter what happens, I've got recorded proof of it, so I can bring back that as an argument. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, So, the remaining characters on our list, before we really start going to town on this, are... (laughs) He's pulling funny faces. Uh, Mansell. Still hasn't given me the dice yet. 
Beecher, Gaston. No one rolls dice, I think Gaston. And the mayor. Or the mayor. The mayor. The mayor. Um, we are pulling out the D4 for this one. Because we're running out of characters. Running out of dice. Uh, I could have done it, actually, with a D6 and a 1 you pick and a 6 I pick. What do you feel? Fans at home, I know you're, the suspense is building, so I'm going to just roll the D4 in front of Phil's eyes and ask him whether he wants a D1, a D1, a D4, a D4. or a D6. The D4 is the much, un, much maligned dice cool. of D&D. Anyone who's had to roll a number of these for your spells, your uh, your uh, healing words, or if you're poor enough to have to do damage on a d4, the pain that it is of rolling this little pyramid we're good. down. So, so you roll that d4. Yes, you can see you've not played D&D for 13 years. I don't use a d4. I'm a d12 man. <laughs> he does play a barbarian. Three. Three. Gaston. Gaston. So in the previous episode, I mentioned that the accent uh, the West Country accent was being saved for a particular character it's Gaston oh Gaston you devil Gaston Gaston no one else is as good as expectorating Um, so Gaston he's a stone ogre stone ogre he is a stone ogre who runs the wizard's fizzer which is the only bar slash pub can't work out which one I prefer it to be in town I feel like a bar would be sort of somewhere where people could go and there'd still be loud music but it's not a club not a club not the club like, no 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 what you do is it's a classic British pub drinking bar in the front family in the back <laughs> pool table dartboard carvery f- fireplace ploughman served 12 till 12, till 12. exactly where there's still a music, a band who's there for exposure. Yep. Chris. Uh, so it's a pub then, not a bar. Yeah, it's got to be a pub. Cool. But with a family lounge in the back. I believe... A bar in the front. There's someone outside causing a tremendous amount of noise. Dragging some sort of cart across the gravel. It's absurd. Hey. Hey. Every time we start start talking, he starts moving again. Um, cool. I also reckon that they have got a music license, so they can have live bands there. Because, because yes, in this world, well, the 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 will, the the, uh, the business twins will be around checking the music license on the one venue. Kenny does an open mic night to which nobody turns up, and despite all his uh, all his animal messengers, and he always sings Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, fucking hell. Um, good riddance. Time of our life for you uh, casuals. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. Um, cool, so he has a thick West Country accent, a soft temperament, a dash of simpleton makes up our friendly barkeep. So low on intelligence. Why are so far all of our characters really low on intelligence? Because that's the reason they're in this godforsaken town. Oh, that is true. I suppose, but then I suppose we have got we have got the uh, the fabulous um, business stereotype that is uh, stereotype is really gonna he is gonna not cast. He's got more things going on. Yeah, he's like he's got more reasons than others to be in this town of Horsditch in Garlicton County. I have a feeling that he's really into EDM as well, so he wouldn't even turn up to the open mic night. Sorry, EDM. Uh, electric dance music, I believe, is what it is. But it's, it's very. Do I, do I look like a man who knows what EDM, electric dance music, might be?
He displays a hunter's mount above the fireplace in the bar with the head of an ex-local poacher. So instead of a head of a stag, he's got the head of the local poacher. So, so there is a human head above the... <laughs> Daryl. Oh, Daryl. Daryl. Um, Daryl. Uh, Gaston is the best source of knowledge and rumours going around the town, and more often than not will have a colourful collection of do-gooders and miscreants alike taking a seat inside his bar. Stone Ogre. So he never has to worry about the trouble. Yeah. He's both barkeep and bouncer. Yeah, pretty much. He, And that's why he's such a happy-go-lucky chap, really. He's quite happy to just sort of... He has rocks for brains. He reminds me of the guys from Hot... I'd imagine he's a bit like the people from Hot Fuzz. Of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes, of the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, and he's sort of like, a, well, there's not much that happens around here. But one thing I do know is beer. And I got lots of beer. And I swear to God, if you try and steal any of my beer, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I'll rip your arms off and put them above. And put them above my fireplace. He says everything in like the smoothest way possible. He's like, I don't think he'd swear. I don't think he'd swear. Okay, so we're gonna put a, a check. If I ever swear on this character, you have to not thwack me. You just have to call me up on it and be like, he doesn't swear, and we have to take it back. It's the unwritten rule for Gaston. He doesn't swear. I don't think he would. I think he'd be. I think he'd be too professional a barman to swear because he wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want to be the one accused of being aggressive. This is true because the stereotype he's always had people just sort of assuming that because he's a stone ogre that he's the one who's always causing the trouble. But you know what? The end of the night, he's always the one putting the stools up on the bar and making sure that everyone gets home safe. Because he throws them. Yeah. <laughs> like you, a lower dart. Off you go then. Wee! <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> this isn't my house. <laughs> Be seeing you then. Bye bye now. <laughs> he's a little bit like. He's, um, he's the sole reason why there's been a boom in the trampoline business in the area. Wee! <laughs> what BJ's been making all his money on recently is trampolines. <laughs> Can we not call him PJ? That's that's Brusca J. For those of you that might be joining us now. For those mentalists who have decided to randomise all of the podcast episodes. That's Brusca J, our door-to-door salesman. He's been currently make cornering the market on trampolines from all the uh, from all the drunkards being thrown out of the inn. He's just like counting money, but not really counting it because he doesn't understand. Oh, well, I think he understands it. I just don't think he cares. He's like, so. First of all, I think the main thing is that he doesn't actually wear any clothes because he's a stone ogre. But he does wear a black apron and he has the stereotypical barkeep's um, like towel over his shoulder. Like, you know the, uh, the old bar mats? Yeah. He's got one of those that he always keeps on his sh- shoulder so he can always rub down the bar if he needs to. <laughs> and that, and that, like you said, that, uh, that apron. Just, just the apron. But I th- like to think that when he turns around, it's quite clear he's a humanoid. And there's just arse cheek. Like a nudist. There's just no hiding the fact that he is quite clearly naked. I even think this species wears clothes. He just chooses not to. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't have anything at the front either. It's not even a nub. It's just, like, a crevice of rocks and you can't really work out what it is. But has got fr- the apron. But from behind. Yeah, but sometimes he has to take the apron off. Never takes the apron He's not a savage. He doesn't never go out in his apron. apron. He would never take the apron off. Not, what in, front of go- not in front of people. Not what about when people. he goes to the bank? Where's the apron? Uh, Where else is he going to keep the money? He's got to cash in. He's got okay. to cash in. Where's the apron? Wherever he goes. 
Outside, people, no one has ever seen him without the apron. <laughs> he is our town equivalent of Batman. It's like, I don't think the apron ever existed without Gaston. Now I see why he called him Gaston. See, how is it that you got none your business and bad for business straight away? Because none your business was a rip-off of Moana. It wasn't. We discussed this in episode one. It was a mistakenly rip-off. Mistakenly? Which, a mistaken Which rip-off. is why Disney is after us now. Mm. The mouse house is on our case. Still waiting for the letter from the BBC. Ha-ha. Hi there, kids. Um, the BBC. <laughs> BBC. I imagine they just sound like John Cleese all the time. Which is even what, ever so slightly erratic. What are you talking about? Don't mention the Germans. Um, Who I, started the war? So, Brusca J, obviously, although he owns the pub. Gaston he, owns the pub. Yep. Brusca J is the salesman. Yep. Oh, did I say Brusca J? You did. Ah, oh, sorry, Gaston. You're thinking about BJ again? Yeah, problem. Uh, so, Gaston, I believe that he does get one night off a week on a Thursday. Which just does have... One night off a week on a Thursday. Very specific, Sam. Why are you thinking one night, like, one night on a Thursday? Is that when the darts... Is, no, because you, as a barman, you'd be there on darts night. Darts night's a Monday or a Tuesday, surely. Yeah. Because pool, yeah. pool night's on a Sunday. Yeah. Meat raffle's on a Saturday. I'll accept Saturday for a meat raffle. Yeah. So you've got to cook it on the Sunday. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of a meat raffle, is you go in on the Saturday, you get everything, and then whatever you win, you cook. I mean, we're we're talking some. Friday is just party night. It's just busy. Happy every, hour. Yeah, I guess he has happy hour. But the problem with happy hour is that he deliberately never smiles for the whole of it. Despite the fact he's face stone ogre doesn't smile. He does that sort of magic trick where someone smile doing that really cheeky smile, then waves his giant stone hand across, and then his smile just disappears. His his mouth just disappears. It's on his hand. Yeah. He's put a stone smile on his stone hand. Because that's what he does as a trick. So we've got meat raffle on a Saturday, pool on a... Sunday. Sunday, darts, darts on, on a Monday. Monday. Tuesday, oh, I, mean, I mean, Thursday's got to be quiz night. No, if, Thursday's, oh, his Thursday's his night off. Maybe as Wednesday's his night off then. Wednesday night off, because Thursday's always a quiz night. Yeah, Thursday is a quiz night, you're right there. Thursday is a quiz night. Okay, and then so Tuesday's when's... just like a quiet sort of, almost like an admin evening. It's just bar. Oh, no. Open mic. Yeah, open, open mic, mic night. Tuesday's the open mic night. Of course. How could I forget? So he has Wednesday nights off. Because obviously he has to spend the day on Wednesday getting the quiz ready. He does. And cleaning up after uh, Kenny for the, for the open mic. <laughs> Where Kenny like, thinks he's so awesome and he's like doing like mandolin solos. Like... And people just throwing pints of piss at him. Oh, I like the Rasmus at Reading. Oh, because you know what? Kenny would sing the Rasmus. He'd be like... <laughs> and then you've got... Um... With a feather in his hair. <laughs> not, not a feather, a whole crow that's just sort of strapped in there. And then you've got Brusca J just sort of sat there being like, you shut the fuck up. And then obviously uh, Gaston's like, we'll have no swearing in here, please. <laughs> Chicken chaser. Otherwise, it's straight to home for you. You'll be going straight home, and I'll be telling your mother. <laughs> Who's dead? <laughs> yeah, my mum's dead. <laughs> oh. Things are getting very dark in this town. Um, but so on his night off, I imagine that he learns the flamingo. 
No, he goes to the drag night. But if it's the only bar, if if we've got the only bar, yeah, where is um, our resident drag queen, whose name I have forgotten? Uh, Stereohype. Stereohype. Where where's he? Where where's he? Where's he doing it? Uh, town hall. Maybe town, the town square. The town, but does the town hall have a bar license? Doesn't need a bar license. You're just drinking outside. An interesting prospect in the town in the town of Horsditch. Yeah, I don't I don't know if the uh, Nunya and uh, Bad for would it ever is, stand for that. It is well policed, I believe. <laughs> what it's in plastic cups? It's, it's in paper cups. Yeah, it's in paper cups. There's not really an issue. And as the town, the town's already got enough problems. They uh, to make sure no one the... wants to annoy the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, the town's got so many problems that they don't want to annoy Mother Nature and uh, Green Greenpeace. <laughs> I was trying to think of a really clever name, but I couldn't think of one. Green sleeves. Peace green. <laughs> but basically, so they're like, we make sure we recycle now. Remember, to noise my druids. night off. <laughs> yeah, the druids are just walking around, like picking up paper, plastic, paper. Who's been using straws again? What have we told you about these? They end up in the sea, and then they get eaten by the turtles, and then you get something like, Piss off, druids! He's like, who said that? <laughs> who do you should come out here, and I'll tell you about straws. And, uh, what the bloody hell is this? Ring mixed. pulls! Ring pulls, I tell you! Mis- mixed plastics! <laughs> who Says has... all, I've got mixed plastics over here! Who has been putting the brown bottles in with the green bottles? Well, that was me, sir. Well, what have I told you about that? You come over here and I'm going to give you a stern talking to... Nature's wrath, Cecil! <laughs> Cast Nature's wrath on him. Go on, tell him he's a grotty little wanker. <laughs> and you! <laughs> well, we found another character. Well, yeah, there's a, the <laughs> peacekeeping druids. But I think that needs to be like a group of them who oh, all yeah. sound the same. <laughs> all slightly new. All slightly nasally. You, what... What have I told you? They're basically the parking wardens of the city. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I think you'll find that under section 2BJ of the Ugarton... BJ gets... It's, it's, it's like Pixar with that, uh, I can't remember, the oh, code, the A113 or whatever it is. A113, yeah. Uh, that appears in everything. Which 113 is uh, this? Um, yeah, it's a nice little Easter egg for all of you. They're, they're effectively just like... Uh, yeah, so the, the A42BJ Section 2 Paragraph 7 particularly states that on a Thursday night you may drink in the town square, but you must drink out of a paper, plastic or glass receptacle. Vessel. Vessel, there we go. Vessel. However, we do not accept tin, clay, polyester, Polystyrene, that's very bad. The list goes on and on, but I'm just telling you, you have done a very bad thing. Etc, etc. Etc, etc. And it's like this poor kid who's just like, can I please just go back and watch the drag show, sir? Well, yes, but only because Stereohype is bloody marvellous. Now go on, you scab. Smacks him on the bum. <laughs> fuck's going on? It's like smacking a 34-year-old man on the bum. So, um... So yes, that is not only have we created, We've created Gaston, whole... Gaston, we have now, we have now the parking wardens, the druids, the druid circle for, for, for the town of Horsditch. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Oh, could that be any better? Could that be any better? Because they are the ones who will always complain 
about the Gaston. But what is pub called? I told you the um. Do we have pub? Uh, the Wizard's Fizzer. The Wizard's Fizzer. Okay, the Wizard's Fizzer. I apologise for those it. people that were paying attention at the beginning when Sam was talking about this. I clearly wasn't. <laughs> the Wizard's Fizzer. They're the ones that always complain about them. the reason why I have to. We respect our neighbours. <laughs> Please respect our neighbours. You don't have to live next to them. We do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny sign, that. <laughs> Which would be even more funny if our neighbour wasn't a necromancer. <laughs> Who raises the dead just to raise the roof. <laughs> Literally, they run off with the roof. <laughs> He's like, Salagadula, Magica Ruler. Hi, Cecil! Ready me, Papa Dipoo. He's just racing. There's all these skeletons like, and they're sort of doing this weird dance. And they're like, Oh, you're right. Nice to see you doing your work over there. And he, oh, Nanner! <laughs> oh, Nanner, nice to see you again. And she. <laughs> Like they're all just yeah, they're just basically doing this uh, great attack hey <laughs> yeah they're all like and then one of them put, uh, uses like his hands and there's a on his head anyway we've just come up with a slew of new characters all because of Gaston but I like any great village all of the characters come out at the pub yes and, and I think that's the where Wizards Fizzer the idea is it's meant to be like a meeting place and a melting pot for things to happen, I think. Is... I think there'll be a definitely melting in the pot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on pool night. Quiz night, because nobody likes to cheat. No, nobody. Switch your animal messenger off. <laughs> I tell you, if you don't switch off your animal messengers, you straight won't be... Straight home with you. It's <laughs> straight to be home with you. <laughs> <laughs> this week's prize is a lovely bath and body work set. <laughs> this one is Autumn Cinnamon. <laughs> This one's the Golden Sunset Range. <laughs> that bath bomb smells absolutely delightful. I'd have it myself if I could have a bath. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm made of stone. <laughs> Get mossy. Gets in my pores. <laughs> oh. Cool. So, let's stop it there. So, from Horsditch, I've been Phil. And I have been many people today. <laughs> many, many people. But my name is Sam. And we will see you on the next episode of A Proper Narcissist Podcast. Thank you.